While You Were Folding, Episode 41, Puberty Q&A with Jane. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things, marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been a wife for 11 years and a mother for nine. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will introduce you to some amazing guests, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Today I have my nine-year-old daughter Jane with me, and instead of me leading with a prayer, she's going to get us started. So Jane, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hello, I'm Jane. (laughs) Can you get us started with a prayer? Yep. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jane. Well, before I jump in today, to, di- to today's topic with Jane, um, first... We need to give you a heads up. Philip, my husband, is on call this weekend. We're recording on a Saturday morning. So dad's gone. So that means all of the other kids are upstairs. Gloria is sleeping. They're all by themselves. <laughs> so we'll see how well this goes. Monty is at our feet, as always. Sleeping. And we they decided they wanted to turn in their saint coins, how they earn screen time. So they're watching Tarzan upstairs and Walt's reading a book. So we'll see how this goes. We might have to take this, record it in a couple of takes. So we'll see how far we get today. So we're going to try and be as efficient as possible. So really quick, let's recap last week's episode. It was all about staycation and filling buckets. That was episode 40, if you haven't listened to it. And since releasing that episode, several of my friends in real life have been sharing what they've been doing lately that makes them really happy, that recharges them, what refills their buckets, something that feels really luxurious. So I'd like to continue to pose the challenge to all of you to try and take the time, especially in the summer months. I think it Seems like it's going to be a time for a lot of relaxation, but some of my friends keep expressing to me how, because it it feels like it's supposed to be less structured, that it almost makes it more stressful and you have to entertain everybody and all that good stuff. So it's a little bit more challenging to carve out that time for yourself. Jane does do a good job helping. So Jane, what are you doing lately to fill your bucket? Well, what I do is I read a book and calm down in my room in my bunk bed when Dorothy's away and snuggle with my toy duckies. <laughs> Very nice. And there is a book that Jane and I thought about before we started recording today. Do you remember what that book's called? How Full Is Your Bucket by Tom Rath. And do you remember what the book is about? It's a kid's picture book. It's about a boy who... um who isn't always kind to his sister, and s- sometimes 
his grandpa says is that he just emptied her bucket, but he doesn't exactly understand what his grandpa is saying. And the next day, what do you know? There's a bucket above his head. And whenever someone makes fun of him, drip, out comes a drop from the bucket. Mm-hmm. But when someone is kind to him, drip, inside the bucket. Mm-hmm. But when he is kind to others, it is full all the way to the brim. Yeah. So it, I think it's a great way for kids to actually see in pictures that when someone is not kind, it takes the water from your bucket, right? Yeah. And then when you do something for others that makes them happy, or when someone does something that's loving toward you, what does it do to your bucket? It fills it to the brim. (laughs) Yes. I love how excited you are today. (laughs) You can just use your normal voice and talk just like you always do to me. It's just you and me talking today, right? So the book, we really like it a lot. It's called How Full Is Your Bucket by Tom Rath. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes for anyone who might be interested in explaining that idea to their kids. Um, Also, listener Bree sent me a great Voxer message. That is my favorite to get to actually hear your listener voices. So here it is. Catherine, I just wanted to let you know how much of a blessing your podcast has been. I really enjoyed hearing your daughter in the background, and I'm so glad that you were able to have your husband take them out of the house for a little bit. I'm a new listener. I've been listening for about a month, and I really enjoyed the staycation one. We're in a series, sorry, we're in a season of our life right now where we are also going through kind of the staycation sort of mindset. I also just had a baby. Um, She's six months old to your four, Um, but it is such a blessing to be able to spend the time that we are at home with her. Um, So yeah, I just, I really found your message really inspiring and really encouraging, and I love what you're doing, so please keep doing it. Bree, thank you so much for sharing your feedback on the show. I'm glad you're enjoying it, and I hope it continues to be a source of blessing for you. Okay, so Jane, I know you've been on the podcast before, and I would love for you to really quickly introduce yourself to the listeners. So first, tell them how old you are and what grade you're going into. Hi, my name is Jane Boucher. I am nine years old, and I'm going into fourth grade this school year. So Jane has started to experience some changes in her body, and we thought that this would be a good chance for us to come on the podcast and just talk about it so that if there are other parents and kids who maybe are wondering, how in the world do I talk about this with my kids? Jane and I have had a really positive experience so far, so we thought we would just come on here and talk a little bit about puberty and how things are going. And I got a couple of questions from a listener, so we'll jump into those. So if it's cool with you, Jane, should we just get started? Sure. Okay. So first of all, let's answer our listener questions first. These came from Liz. So Liz says, Jane, I love your idea. Here are my questions for Jane. First of all, what's the hardest part about being a girl? The hardest part about being a girl 
is thinking of what you're going to be when you grow up, when you grow up because when you grow up are you going to lay those eggs that have been waiting in your body for so long or you, or are you going to stay with God and have everyone be your children oh wow so you've thought a lot about not just what you're going to do to earn money and what your job would be but how God is going to allow the gift of you being a woman and your ability to have children, either to have biological children, children of your own that come from your own body, or to have children of God that you can take care of like a spiritual mother. Like when you had Sister Mary Immaculata as your teacher, she was like a spiritual mother to you, right? Yeah, I miss her. She was a really great teacher, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think that's the hardest part, trying to figure out what God's asking of you? Yeah, I don't know when he's going to tell us, and if he does tell us, how do we know that it's him telling us and not just our brains? Oh my goodness, that I think that's one of the hardest questions that anyone asks in their whole life. And I think that you don't have to be afraid of that. I know I got really anxious about it, and I was nervous about trying to figure out what God wanted from me. And I shared this on a podcast a while ago, but I went, I remember when I was in college, I thought maybe I was being called to religious life. And there was a sister on that retreat and I was crying because I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a biological mommy and have babies that came from my body and get married and start a family. And I was crying and telling this sister, I want to be a mom but I think God's calling me to be a sister and I, I I, want to do whatever God wants me to do, but I don't think that's what I want to do. And I was getting all upset. Well, the sister replied to mom, God doesn't want you to be miserable. <laughs> so if, you remember this the story, huh? Yes, because if you're miserable, that is definitely not what God's telling you what to do. Yeah, exactly. So God will work. What I'm trying to say is, Jane, God will work with whatever it is that you want. And he puts those desires inside of your heart. And he sometimes is going to challenge each of us to do things that might not exactly be our plan. But it's something that will ultimately bring us joy. So you don't have to be afraid that whatever he's asking you to do is going to be awful. You know? Because if it feels awful, that is definitely not what God's telling you what to do. And it might be hard, but when things are hard, that's our opportunity to lean closer and harder on him because it allows us to remember that we're not God and he is, and he'll give us whatever graces, whatever strengths we need to do whatever he's asking of us. All you need to do is rest on God and he'll tell you what to do. It sounds like you already know the answers to these questions. Yeah, but it's so hard to know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. So so what do you think people should do when they're wondering about what they're going to do? If they're wondering if they want to be a mom or if they want to be a sister, they should rest on God and, and God will show you how to walk. And I think that that's great advice for anything. If they're just having a lot of questions about like what we're talking about today with the, when your body's changing and you're wanting to know what in the world is going on, um, that it's a great chance for you to lean on your mom and dad 
and ask them a lot of questions, especially if you're starting to feel afraid or worried or like you're the only one and that no one will understand you, that that's a great time for you to talk with your parents and with God about it. So the other question that Liz had was, if you could ask your parents anything about growing up, what would it be? I would ask what they think it was like when they were growing up and how they decided some things and things like that. So what do you want what do you want to ask me about that? When you're growing up, what gave you the idea that you were going to be a mom and that daddy was your husband? Oh my goodness. Those are good questions. I thought you were going to ask more questions about body stuff. So I'll answer that quick. And then why don't we get back to talking about puberty and all the body changes? Do you have any questions? I think Liz is wanting to know more about what it's like to grow up with your body changing. Do you have any questions about that? Well, I'm, I'm kind of confused about what, how, how long does it take for it to go through? Will it take one thing grows and then waited another year, another thing grows. How long does it take for you to be fully grown? To transition from being a girl to being a woman? Yeah. It can take a while. It takes several years for everything to happen. So you're nine years old now, and you might have noticed that you've been growing taller and that your breasts are starting to grow but you're not quite ready to have to wear a bra yet. You might have noticed starting to have things like the discharge that we've talked about. And you might have noticed that your hair starts to become more oily. So you have to wash your hair differently and all of those different things. And we have to do a good job of wearing deodorant But now that those changes are started, that means that things will probably start to speed up faster. And some people, their body, some young women, it gets to a point where physically all the changes that are happening to their body might look like they're done by the time they're 16. Other women, it takes until they're well into college for their bodies, for their breasts to be done growing and the other changes to start. But typically for young women, if their breasts have started to develop, then their period will come a year or two after that. And then the other changes will be complete a couple of years after that. Does that make sense? So it takes a while. You got to be patient, but you also don't need to be afraid of the changes that are coming because it's all things that every woman has been through before. And everyone can relate to. And you're becoming part of the women's club where we can all welcome you and answer any questions that you have. And it's awesome to be a woman. It is the coolest. I think yesterday, actually, on my Facebook on this day memories thing, I meant to show this to you. When you were two years old and I was tucking you in, you grabbed my face in your hands. You put one hand on either side of my face and you said, Mommy. Isn't it so great we're both girls? And I thought, (laughs) yes, that is awesome. It is awesome to be a girl because there are things about our bodies and the way that God designed us that are super cool. 
I didn't even know I did that. Isn't that so cute? <laughs> well, I think Liz asked us a lot of great questions. And before we jumped on the podcast, we came up with a list. Can you see these over here, Jane? Kind of. Can you see them okay? Yeah, no, I see it. Okay. So let's talk let's talk about hormones. We've had a great conversation about those before. It was what probably a month ago when we were talking about yeah, hormones. Do you remember I, what you told me? I told old you. I think it's like an attack on your feelings. That hormones are like an attack on your feelings. And I said, "What? What did I say to you? Do you remember?" You said, "You're right. It is something <laughs> like that." Yeah. These hormones, these awesome things that God designed as a way to help our body to make the changes that it needs to become a woman, also can sometimes make our emotional life, our thoughts and our feelings a little bit trickier because it feels like all of a sudden we're out of control and that we're no longer, we're just along for the ride and our emotions are leading the way. Is that how you feel sometimes? Yeah, it's like a surprise road trip. That you don't even know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of scary. You feel like, whoa, the hormones have hijacked the day. What's happening? Yeah. So I think um, you had asked earlier, one of the questions that you had come up with was, how do you handle hormones and what do you do about it? So I came up with a couple of ideas and maybe you could share your thoughts on it too. I have a little list here. So first, I think... Since you have such a strong relationship with God and with the Blessed Mother, and oh my goodness, if anyone understands what it's like to be a girl, it's the Blessed Mother, right? She went through all this too. Yeah. So since you like journaling so much, I think it would be really awesome if you took all of those thoughts, especially if you're having a difficult day with your hormones, if you're feeling sad or alone or angry or frustrated about anything. And this is a great thing to do on a great day too, because journals are a great way for you to keep a record of how things are going. And you can write down all of your feelings and just put it out there. And you don't have to worry about how anyone's going to feel about it because it's just between you and God. It's between you and the Blessed Mother. It's between you and you reading it, you know? Yeah. And it's a great chance for you to process. And what I mean by that is to think through whatever you're thinking. And sometimes in the actual action of writing things out, you start to realize, oh, I'm really upset about something, but maybe this is silly. Maybe I'm overreacting or, oh, I'm I'm writing this right now, but I'm realizing I forgot to have a snack this morning. Maybe I'm being really hangry. <laughs> I get really hangry a lot. Don't you feel that way sometimes? Especially Walt. Walt loves food. And Walt gets hangry too. We all do. I think we <laughs> yeah. all do in this family. Um, so journaling. Journaling is a really great way for us to work through our feelings. And also exercise is another great way to work through our hormones. I like to play outside and climb up the tree. You're really good about, I think nature is a great way for you to just feel like you have a little bit of an escape because you have a lot of younger siblings, right? And it's hard to get away from them when they're like, Jane, help with this. Jane, do that. Jane, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. And since you're the oldest, you're the first one to go through all these changes, right? So you don't have a big sister that can explain it to you. So I think it's really awesome that you're able to come to me when you have questions. 
about things. But to take the time to journal or to go out in nature is good. And then if it's a day when you're feeling like everything is bothering you and you're getting really angry, to rest. Whether it means taking a nap or just closing your eyes. How do you like to rest during the day? Um, I have two places that I really like to rest. So the first one is I go upstairs in my room, read a little, then just rest in bed with my duckies. The second one is I go, when everyone else is having a snack and I've finished mine, I I run outside, I climb, grab the tree, climb I'm up into into the highest spot, and then and I rest against the branch and and just listen to the sounds of nature. Yeah, there have been a lot of times we have a crab apple tree right outside of the kitchen sink when I've looked out there, and you'll just be staring up at the sky, and your body will be completely still, and you will just be thinking. And it seems like nature is really your happy place. Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I like that about you. The other thing, if you're feeling like you're having a tough day with your hormones to think about, we, we already kind of touched on this. If you're getting hangry, if you haven't eaten something, or if you realized, oh my goodness, I ate five cookies today. I had way too much sugar and that's making me really crazy <laughs> right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So to remember to eat really well. And the last thing that I thought of, so we said journaling, exercise, rest, eat well. And the last thing that I came up with was to make sure you have good friends and that the good friends are people who are going to support you. And I think during the time of puberty, you start to realize, oh, some people aren't as confident or feel really good about themselves. And so they can do and say really hurtful things to other people. And I think it's fantastic that you are doing such a good job of learning about your body changes and asking all those questions and coming to mom and dad about them instead of friends. Because sometimes friends don't always know the answers, and they might be going through all of this stuff at different speeds. So these are the kinds of things that you want to come to mom and dad about first. And you want your friends to be able to hear this information from their parents so that they can have this kind of conversation together. But you want to make sure that your friendships are the places where you can talk about all of your big emotions. And when you're feeling sad or when you're feeling frustrated and a good friend is the one who will listen and will help you when you're having a tough time and when you're having a good time that they'll be there to celebrate with you. I do my best to be positive with my friends and that makes them all positive and happy. Oh my goodness. I think that is something that even a lot of adults struggle with to be positive because have you ever been around, uh, you know, the character Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, he was like, oh, it's sunny today. <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of negative, isn't he? Negative. So, and it's okay to have a, a bad mood or to be in a, a funk or to be sad about something. But what's, have you ever been around a person who acted like Eeyore all the time? No. You ne you've never found someone who's like that? No. Well, that's good. Well, I was going to say, can you just close your eyes and imagine what it would be like to be around a person that acted that way all the time? 
Can you imagine that? What would it be like to be that person's friend? I would try and make them positive, and they'd go, it's raining, <laughs> and it's really sunny outside. And how would that make you feel? It would make me feel, feel like I'm not doing my job as a friend. Yeah. And it would probably make you feel sad as well. It's kind of contagious, isn't it? Yeah, negative energy is contagious if you're around someone negative, and positive energy is a good kind of contagious. And it'd be good to pray for that person, too. And if you're feeling that way, to pray for God to help you, to turn your mood around. Because sometimes we don't always realize the mistakes that we're making that play a part in our sad emotions, right? Sometimes people can correct you, but sometimes you can't correct yourself. Yeah. I think that's why, for me, why marriage has been so cool. Because my job is to help get daddy to heaven. And his job is to help me to get to heaven. And And, sorry, go ahead. Siblings' jobs are to help each other get to heaven. Yeah. As a family, that's our goal, right? Mm-hmm. To help each other get to heaven. Yeah. So for marriage, it's been really cool to have dad not just be my best friend, but a best friend is able to tell you when you're wrong and when you're making mistakes. And I think that in puberty, when you start to have all these different hormones and your body's changing, sometimes it can feel like you're not in control. But we always have to remember that we have free will. What does that mean, to have free will? Free to do what's right and what's good, but we, but we're also free to do what's wrong and fall into evil. Yeah, that's right. You said that perfectly. That is beautiful. And so it's awesome to have free will because it means that we're not just puppets that God is controlling from heaven that we can choose our own thing. But the bad news is that also means we can choose the wrong thing. And it's hard to figure out what's right and what's wrong and what's good for you and what's good for others. That's right. Yeah, it is really tough. Were you really excited when you were going through puberty or were you like, I'm dying and nervous? (laughs) Uh, I had a lot of different feelings about it. So I was, it was the summer after fifth grade when I got my first period. And I kind of knew what was going on because I had a big sister and an older cousin who had kind of explained what that was all about to me. But it, it of course, happened when I was on a vacation with my two brothers and my parents. And I was super embarrassed. And I told Grandma Sally, I said, don't you dare tell dad about what happened. (laughs) I thought it was a big secret that I needed to keep from my dad. I was kind of embarrassed about it. And I just didn't feel comfortable about it. And I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to see that even though sometimes there are things about it that might feel yucky like having to deal with the blood when you have your period what and those, do you do with this stuff right that 
that you're going to be prepared for it and have things like how we've talked about. We're going to put when school starts, you're going to have the little bag, your period pack that we're going to create for you. So that if you do start to get your period sometime during the school year, you have a little zippered pouch with all the things that you need inside of it. And then you can excuse yourself to go to the restroom. But then that there's going to be times in life, not just with puberty stuff, but in general, when you're not going to be prepared when things happen and that you're able to ask for help. So that's when it's cool to be part of the women's club, when you can ask any other woman, oh, I got my period. Can you uh, lend me a pad and she'll help you out? Yeah, but sometimes my teacher, we had a chance to go to the restroom at different times. But if your period happens after that time, you were, you're not going to be able to go to the restroom. Mm. So maybe we can, you can walk up to Ms. Mer or any of your teachers and tell them what happened really quiet. And then if they tell you, you can go, go ahead yeah. and get ready to um, know what to do. That's a good reminder for teachers to know that as you have female students that get older, that they may have an emergency that they might need to tend to that has nothing to do with having to go pee, having to actually use the bathroom that it is because of something to do with becoming a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. being, becoming a woman, I've heard a lot from you that it, it's really exciting. What are you most excited about? I'm really excited about having everything happen and now you're ready to go in life and tell it that you're ready. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what changes with your body are you most excited about? I'm most excited for my period because that means that... How many eggs do you have? Millions? Or... You know, I think it's in like... It's a big number. It's thousands of oh, eggs. Oh, dear. Yeah. Every every female, every woman is born with thousands of eggs. So Gloria, your baby sister, has thousands of eggs inside of her ovaries right now. All the eggs that she'll ever have inside of her ovaries. I think it's exciting that even female babies, little babies, they um, they always... They also are going to go through these changes, and they already have the eggs in them. Mm -hmm. And those eggs are also children, and the females in those eggs also will have eggs. So there's a little bit of science and biology that we would need to talk about, but you're right. There's, there's, it's like, so the woman has the eggs. And then men have what's called sperm. What's that? Sperm, it looks like, if you put it under a microscope, it looks like a little tadpole. And the men have penises and women have vaginas, right? And when men and women get married and they've prayed to God and they decide that they'd like to start having children... Then when they come together and have, have you heard people talk about sex before? No. The word sex. So sex means when mommies and daddies love each other and they have, some people call it like a special hug, but it's when the husband and the woman come together and 
God created their bodies in a way so that they're like a perfect puzzle that completely fits into one another. And our, our outside bodies come together inside. So the penis and the vagina are made so that they can come together and the sperm goes into the woman's body and fertilizes the egg and they come together the sperm and the egg come together to create the baby. It's like a ray of... So, let me try and do this. So, it's like a ray of light going over something, and it heats it up. Kind of, yeah. And it's all of it. And it's funny you said that, because there are scientists that have found that at the very moment of fertilization, that's the moment that the sperm meets the egg that there's a flash of light that happens when the baby is created. That's called the moment of conception. The moment there is an eternal soul created that becomes a human being. At the moment of conception, we believe that's a human. Isn't that so cool? That's so interesting. I know. It's awesome. So when you were talking about girls being born with babies inside of them, that's not quite right. They're born with all the eggs inside of them. But God made it so that we need both a man and a woman, the husband and the wife, the mom and the dad, to come together to create the baby. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's super cool. So if there are eggs in there... We have no idea if they're going to seem to be female or male. That's right, because we need the sperm to meet the egg. And, and that turns them female or male. Yes. Okay. That's right. That makes more sense now. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's neat. When, when men and women get married and they love each other, God made it so that we can have that puzzle piece moment that our bodies join together. And we have the possibility that we might make a baby, but we might not always. Because you know how we've been talking about your period? That happens when your body releases one of the eggs. But they're not fertilized yet. That's right. And if they don't get fertilized that month, what happens? They die. Yep. And then when it dies, the lining of your uterus, all the blood and tissue that comes out, and that's the blood that you're collecting on your pad or on a tampon that you throw away. And then your body will do it all over again the next month. Um, another question about breasts. When your breasts are growing, do they have to be fertilized too to have the milk part grow, the part that's going to produce milk one day? So your breasts start out very flat and then your body your brain will release a signal to your body to release a hormone so that your breast tissue the skin will grow and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger but it doesn't matter how large your breasts are to be able to feed a baby but as soon as a woman delivers her baby the placenta the part of the body that is giving all the baby all the nutrients it needs when it's inside That gives the cue to the body of, okay, now the placenta isn't going to take care of the baby anymore. Your breasts need to feed the baby. So your brain then sends a cue to your breasts. There's a hormone called prolactin. It just means milk. It says make milk. (laughs) So then your breasts start getting swollen and they get full of milk. And your baby 
teaches your body how much to make. And your baby will suck on the breasts. And it, when it empties the milk, then it tells your brain tells your body, make more, make more, make more. <laughs> and then it's really cool. Yeah. So. Um, but there's no fertilization or anything. So this is like, so let's say that you're sitting down in school and the baby's wearing the teacher's outfit and has the stick that they used to point at the whiteboard and they, and they point, right, this is how much milk I want. This is when you're going to make it. This is all my milk. It feels kind of like that movie Boss Baby, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The baby is the boss of the milk. Yes. Give me my milk. Yeah. This is the milk. This is how much you're going to give me. Ready? (laughs) But but not every mom is able to make milk. And sometimes the hormones don't work quite right. So sometimes moms use formula. And that's how they feed their babies, too. Yeah. But sometimes Gloria, it seems like Gloria gets hungrier more when she has formula. And she's like, no, this is not your milk. Your milk's (laughs) the right temperature. Your milk has the right amount. The bottle does not have enough. Yeah, sometimes moms, like, my body doesn't do a very good job of making a lot of milk. And sometimes moms feel like it's hard to take care of if they have other children like we do, since Gloria is the youngest of five kids. Sometimes it's hard for moms to be able to do all the things they need to do to feed their baby and take care of the other children. So now that Gloria is getting a little bit older, I've started adding in some more bottles with formula to help take care of her. So that's why. Does that make sense? She's always hungry, though. (laughs) She is always hungry. So there's no way to actually satisfy her with the milk. She's always... Oh, she gets Give me more! No, she's fine. So (laughs) any other questions about puberty or body changes? Um, not really. No. No? Well, this was a great conversation. I think it'd be fun to have you come on again maybe in a couple more months to see if you have any other questions about things. Or if any changes have happened. Yeah, that's right. Do you have anything that you would say to encourage other young girls who might be feeling confused or they might feel embarrassed and haven't had these conversations with their moms and dads? Well, all the girls who are listening to this know that when... And you start to grow that you're, that first of all, you're not dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Second of all, when, when your body is fully grown, you'll feel really happy. Yeah. Because mommy is really happy right now. I am really happy. I'm glad that you think I'm really happy. I think it's important to learn how your body's going to change. And I think it's important to learn right now how you can keep taking care of yourself. Because it's not just learning how to take a shower and not be stinky. It's not just um, all of those things. It's figuring out how to make sure that your mind and your spirit with your prayer and receiving the sacraments and all of those things working together are going to help to make you happy so that you can be closer to God. Thanks for letting me come on today, Mom. Oh, well, thanks for asking. I think this was a really great idea, and I think it's going to hopefully bless a lot of people. I think um, I thought of one more thing that I would love to hear you talk about before I let you go. I think it is so cool how you've had so many questions and that you haven't been afraid to ask any of the questions, but that... You've not only come to me 
with the questions, but you've also come to dad with your questions. Do you think, what has, what have dad and I done that have made you feel so comfortable? You and dad always make me feel safe because you've been through the change of having a baby, me, first. Mm -hmm. And so you know what it's like to have your first one, me, and you know what it's like to have more and more and more. And dad probably knows what's going on too now because I'm also his child and I'm your child. Yeah. And... I can ask dad and I can ask you and I can ask our family, but the one thing I don't have is an older sibling to tell me what's going on. Yeah. So you and dad are like some, the kids who are the youngest ask their, ask their older siblings. You, you and dad are like my other older siblings, mom and dad, uh, in heaven, Mary and Jesus God. Mm-hmm. They're our parents, and you are my older siblings, and I can ask you. Well, I think it's really cool that you don't just come to me with questions, but that you go to dad too, because I think a lot of young women get afraid thinking, oh, like I didn't feel comfortable talking with my dad about stuff. I think I felt embarrassed. But I think it's really neat that you don't seem to have that embarrassment, that you think that your body is awesome and beautiful because it is, and that it's really cool and exciting when you have these changes. Do you remember what you said to dad when you and I had had our conversation about panty liners and how your body was changing, what you did that day with dad? I don't remember. Refresh my memory. Well, why don't I just tell the listeners? So Jane had started to have vaginal discharge, right? Yeah. And you thought it was super cool and exciting and you wanted to tell dad about it. And so after everyone else had gone upstairs to bed, dad was in the kitchen and I was cleaning something up and you said, dad, dad, guess what? I started having vaginal discharge. And he looked at you and he was really surprised because he wasn't expecting you to say that. And he just said, uh, wow, Jane, that's awesome. <laughs> I think you really caught him off guard. But he thought it was really awesome and cute and adorable and just wonderful that you wanted to tell him about it. So we thought that that was really awesome. You didn't run to your dad and do that, did you? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, don't th- I don't think most young women would. But it's just really great that you think your body is as awesome as it is. And I hope you always feel that way. I love you. I love you too, Mom. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Big hug. That's all that I have for this week. I would love for you to join our conversation that Jane and I had today. So if you have a question or feedback or follow up on today's episode, you can email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. And like I've been mentioning the last couple episodes, I would love to add your voices to the episodes on Voxer. So you can leave me a voicemail on there. Voxer is that free walkie-talkie app. Just search for my name, Catherine Boucher, and you can add me on there. 
And if you like the show, please consider leaving a positive rating and review in iTunes. That helps the show to get in front of as many listeners as possible. And I'll leave a link in the show notes if you don't know how to leave a rating and a review for shows in iTunes. Until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding. <laughs>